Welcome to Big Happy Money with me, your host, Serena Hicks, the podcast where you'll learn how to be an excellent steward of big, happy money, which also smashes the patriarchy's plan for you with love. Disclaimer, I use a lot of adult language and I refer to S-E-X and poop a lot. If you have delicate ears or hearts, prepare yourself accordingly. Love you. Mean it. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about some expensive thoughts, as in they cost you money, like they're costing you big, happy money, not to mention peace of mind and connection with your next super enrolled and awesome clients. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to clear it up. First of all, I want to clarify opportunity cost. It's absolutely a thing. It's not just something that traditional business people talk about. It's also for all of us as business badasses and stewards of big happy money. So here is the official definition from Wikipedia. In microeconomic theory, the opportunity cost of a particular activity option is the loss of value or benefit that would be incurred by engaging in that activity relative to engaging in an alternative activity offering a higher return in value or benefit. Thank you, Wikipedia. That felt really complicated, so I'm gonna put it to you just like this. Sometimes people are like, I'm super gonna get into your mastermind, Serena, or when I offered one-on-one, they were like, I'm totally gonna hire you, and then they would tell me why they were waiting, and I was thinking, opportunity cost. Like, how soon do you want to make more money? How soon do you want to make more money surrounded by amazing people? I would want, I hope you're like, soon, not like, I just, I wanna struggle for at least another year. (laughs) No, opportunity cost. Okay, so I typed up, it was that important, you guys, that I literally prepared. I typed up six of the most common thought errors that I hear and what to do about them, and I'm going to explain some of the money mindset while we're at it. Number one, words I literally never say, and I don't want you to say. Number one, I can't afford that. The reason this is a thought error is almost always, if your life depended on it, you could find a way or would try to find a way to so-called buy, acquire, or have that. What I want to offer is when you are telling yourself or another person, I can't afford that, you are out of your power and agency. And what I want you to do instead is to just say, like, that is not a priority for me right now. I do not choose that for me right now. That is not a financial priority for me right now. The right now reminds you that you're allowed to change your mind later. For example, I do not own a home. It is not a financial priority for me right now, but I do endeavor to buy a condo in downtown Austin in the next year or two. So I would never say, oh, I can't afford a million dollar one bedroom right now, even though technically that would probably be considered hashtag true. I choose instead to say that is not a financial priority for me right now because it's not, because y'all know I love to invest in my brain first and foremost, but you see the difference energetically. When you replace versions of, I can't afford that, I don't have money for that, which is rarely factually, factually true. But even if it is, just own it. It's not a priority. I choose not to buy that right now. I choose not to prioritize that right now. Okay, number two. This one's slippery and sneaky, sneaky, insidious. And we all do it, and it's expensive. Opportunity cost, sounds like. Okay, um, I'm totally interested in insert this thing to help you grow your business, but I'm just, I'm going to do it soon. Or now's just not the right time. Again, now's just not the right time sort of has you out of your power and agency. 
it's not quite the same as when you were discerning powerfully, like I'm choosing not to prioritize this right now. Here's why it probably doesn't feel like the right time, especially if it's massive action for you. It probably feels scary and you probably feel a little like, woo, that's a big leap. I'm unsure. It could feel somewhat emotionally unsafe. A healthy human brain wants to feel 100% glittery and 100% sure and 100% safe and guaranteed before it takes any action, let alone massive action. So anytime you're doing something that you've never done, your brain is going to be like, ooh, let's, let's wait a little while. Now's not quite the right time. And then it's going to give you reasons. And I want to offer that fortune favors the brave. Fortune favors the bold, as some people say slightly differently. That is true as it pertains to your money mindset and big happy money, meaning you will have to discern at every investment and where you invest not just your money, but also your time. But I want to invite you anytime you catch yourself being like, oh, now's not the right time to like examine that. Ask yourself, how could it be true that now is the best time? How could it be true that now is exactly the right time? And the litmus test that I like to use when I am entertaining questions like this is, you know, when I come up with my answer, is it coming from my power or is it coming from like fear as in possibly this is a bad idea and how you know it's coming from your power is you feel the fear, but you're recognizing like opportunity costs of like, well, I can totally wait, but this might cost me not just more money later, but like the opportunity costs. How many clients am I not going to connect with by waiting? How much peace of mind am I not going to have if I'm not supported by XYZ? So you can be sure that your fear might be driving your response when your brain is offering up how prudent something is. Prudent is a really great word. Prudent is often tied to patriarchal programming. And some of our best, most powerful decisions are not necessarily deemed prudent. Keep that in mind. Okay, moving on to number three. As far as thought errors that are costing you big, happy money, I have heard this a lot. Okay, Serena, I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing everything like showing up in marketing and socials and you know, I'm, I know that clients are coming and I'm just waiting on divine timing. My friend, that is really just you waiting as in you're out of your power and agency whenever you're like, you know, just now it's up to divine timing. It means you are hoping. Hope is a beautiful thing, but hope is not a strategy. Hoping and waiting. Okay, so the difference is partnering with the divine, recognizing that you are at all times supported and guided and held by the divine. And so instead of saying like, I've done everything, now I'm just waiting on divine timing, you recognize there's no way you've done everything. It's like literally impossible in the best way. And so you get back to your like, hmm, what's the next one thing that I can do that's right to support me in connecting to my next client as opposed to I'm waiting on divine timing. Okay, here's what divine timing actually is just as a really quick check because divine timing is totally real. Divine timing, in my opinion, is revealed to me when um, a few days ago I talked with a friend, I said something and she told me, oh, you're like the third person who said that to me in less than 24 hours. So we giggled. We're like, that's divine timing. She's real clear that she is receiving a message repeatedly from the divine. So she's like, got it, got it, got it. That's three messages in 24 hours. I am now going to move forward. Likewise, divine timing often shows up 
um, for you and in my life when you commit to something like a massive action. It can be investing in something for your business. It can be, oh my God, how many of us have ever like moved across the country and we're not sure where we're going to live and we're going to figure out the job, but it's like you commit to something and you know you're going to figure it out even though you don't know yet how you're going to figure it out. And then something fabulous happens. Like you get the random phone call, you get the random friend who's like, oh, this is happening. Um, as it pertains in money, sometimes a new client appears out of thin air, in air quotes, or you get an unexpected refund, or there's just an unexpected windfall of money that finds you, wink, wink, that my friend is divine timing, as in you've committed to massive action, committed being the key word, and the universe divine is like, I got you, wink, wink. Okay, here's one that I hear all the time, and it makes me want to like, you know, slam my head against a wall with frustration and love. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm super growing my business. I just need to buy this thing to grow my business. Like I've got to buy this person who's going to make my website. I've got to buy this person who's going to like, they're going to do all of my um, social media and that's going to grow my business. Oh, I've got a, you know, my Facebook ads manager. Just so we're clear, you guys, as I record this, I'm at 917,000 US dollars cash collected, exactly zero money on any Facebook ads. I do my own social. I recommend the same for you because anytime the thought error of I need this thing to grow my business is in play, you're in lack energy. Remember when you're in lack energy, you're not, you're, you're trying to grow by multiplying by zero. Lack creates more lack. Having enough creates more than enough. And when you are thinking, I need this website or business loan or Facebook ad manager or new wardrobe, what you're doing is ultimately, again, delegating your power and your agency to grow your business. That is literally also your sacred responsibility. So what I mean for that, like the thought that I have, I guess, made a lot of money using a couple of them, my friends. The first is I am in charge of growing my business. So how that shows up is I've told myself 10,000 times and I'm very clear at this point, I am in charge of growing my business. Someday I will invest in a Facebook ads manager. They will be helping me grow my business, but it's always my business. Um, how this shows up, you guys, sometimes it's interesting. I'm a huge fan of referrals, but I have absolutely witnessed and experienced Vendors being like, hey, I need you to make referrals for me. It's how I grow my business. Not asking, effectively telling me. My very personal favorite is I declined. Someone who's a nice person, but wasn't, we did not have a great vendor experience. And they literally wrote me an email being like, that is no reason to deny me a testimonial and referrals. And just so we're clear, that person is very confused. And the reason that person's business sucks is they seem to think their clients are responsible for growing their business. I'm guessing their thought error is like, I need referrals to grow my business, which is different than the thought, I am in charge of growing my business. Again, it's insidious, it's slippery. You guys be on it. You alone are in charge of growing your business. And here's the other thought that I love and I want you to know as well. I already have everything I need to create and connect to my next client. I could say it another way, I try to keep them short. I already have everything I need to create and connect with my next rad, ready and resourced client, meaning client, someone who's gonna pay me and we're just gonna have fun working together. And that was true when I built my own website and it was 
hella horrible. It's not great yet. I still have not had a pro come in and clean up my website. I will one day after a million. But like, that is my point. I am in charge of growing my business, has led me every step of the way growing the business. So that does mean I hire coaches. That does mean I hire mentors. That does mean even for my last round of mastermind, I invested in a copywriter for my sales page, which I did so much editing, but it was so worth it for me to just be editing as opposed to looking at, you know, the blank page. So I am in charge of growing my business does not mean I do exactly everything at all times and hustle to burnout. It does mean none of my vendors are responsible for growing my business. I am. None of my clients are responsible for growing my business. I am. Anytime you think you need a thing, beware. Your brain is braining on you. And instead, I would encourage you to remember so that you are in your power. Sorry, let me say it to you like this. Anytime you think that you need something outside of yourself, the patriarchy is winning and grinning because like the patriarchy's number one play is external authorities, external things are better. And when you are clear that my brain, I'm in charge of growing my business and I already have everything I need, including I already know enough to help my next client, just killing another piece of the patriarchy and we are all here for that. It puts you back in your power and your agency. Okay, two more. This one is soups insidious as well. Okay, here's what the thought sounds like. Well, they owe me, or the world owes me, and or I am owed. Oof, sticky shit, y'all. This is a super insidious thought error. It may even be, especially if you are currently feeling um, attacked, (laughs) it may be something if you told me the facts of a situation that I would actually even agree with you on. But energetically, when you are thinking, you know, this person owes me or the world owes me or this group of people owes me, what you're doing is positioning yourself as unfairly treated. I want to say again, I might even agree with you, but the reason I want you to get out of that mindset is when you are in the position of unfairly treated, you are giving your power to create and thrive to another. Meaning if they give you what you think you're owed, then you thrive and are happy. And I want you to take your power back and you to own that equation. Your thriving and happiness are not dependent on if they pull their shit together but rather you invest your energy, your limited energy, by the way, and your time and talents, which are also limited, into thoughts that feed and nourish and support you thriving and being happy, never mind what the fuck they're up to. So it's about taking your power back, even when, I'm saying in my slow, dramatic voice, because I mean it, even when you're like, yeah, but let me tell you the story. And even when I'm like, oh no, I actually would agree with that. It does not serve you. It does not serve your future clients who already are looking for you. It does not serve your thriving to stay energetically connected to that shit show. So I want you to cut the cord. So I have a few examples. One is me. At the very beginning of my coaching career, um, actually it started before I began coaching, but I was suing my my final former employer, for discrimination and bad behavior that I am tempted to be very snarky in detail here, but really all that matters is I still believe I was unfairly treated. But when I 
started to really notice that every time I had, you know, emails with the lawyers or conversations with the lawyers or conversations with other people who were potentially going to join in the class action suit, I was reliving the trauma and the drama and all of the shittiness of everything. And my partner at the time even pointed out, like, every time you have another meeting, you're kind of, you know, it's hard for you for 48 hours. <laughs> I was like, this is true. And so in a very dramatic, historic, I had my partner at the time record me. I threw away all of the materials and the diary and decided like I'm dropping the lawsuit. And the reason was, sure, maybe I will be rewarded, awarded 300K, which y'all, I'd like never made more than 100K so far. So the idea of like the satisfaction of having a judge say, Serena was unfairly treated and potentially getting what at the time felt like shocking piles of money. Like that was appealing to me. But then I realized, my God, it could take a year. It could take three years. And I keep engaging in all this yuckiness. Fuck that shit. I'm going to go make more money working with people I love, doing work that I love, doing work that burns down the patriarchy and will um, help other people never experience what I experienced. So I cut the cord on something as I said, I still believe I was unfairly treated, not because I believe differently, but because it wasn't serving me. Because every time I touched it, it brought me down and it had me in lack energy. And I decided the most, not just powerful, but the most revolutionary, the most rebel, the best fuck you I could send to them was to cut the cord and go thrive for the rest of my fucking life, which is actively happening. And I want you to do that as well. So I also need to mention I have a current client. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out Leah. She's amazing. This is public information. But um, she had a very challenging, very challenging um, maternity leave with her final employer as well. And she, when we started working together, was, of course, unhappy about that. And then she decided to just drop it, screw the entire system. I think she's helped three. It might only be two. And I'm putting air quotes on the only. I think it's actually three, though. Different female entrepreneurs like take spacious, high-paid maternity leaves in their own businesses, but also setting it up. So I want to point out, by the way, Leah is killing it in her coaching business, killing it over six figures, and she's not even done in her first calendar year. Over 109K, not 12 months deep. But my point is, same, same. She cut the cord on a situation where she was unfairly treated so that instead she could fuck the whole system up and <laughs> be by far more subversive and instead is thriving and is literally coaching her clients. It's not the only thing she coaches on, by the way, but coaching her clients, um, many of whom they're getting through a situation, maternity leave and being moms who make money, not exhausted. Okay. I feel like I really underlined that one. It's important, you guys. This one is super interesting. I just shared it with a friend who was like, oh yeah, yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? It's the last one, number six, because everybody makes a list of six. Sometimes this thought error costs you huge money. It is. Clients are coming. Hey, wait, you told me to think clients are coming, Serena. Okay, sometimes clients are coming is the thought that like reminds you more are always coming from an abundant mindset. Like that's the whole point of Big Happy Money, knowing there's always more clients. More clients are always coming. Here's where it's nuanced. Sometimes, inadvertently, you start thinking clients are coming as if they're just 20 feet away. And that is really different as far as your energetic availability and match with you being a fully booked plus three on your wait list, totally sold out coach. 
than you thinking, yeah, no, my clients are here already. My next client wants to say yes today. The difference is when you're thinking clients are coming and they're just over there, that's different than they're right here right now. That's different of, yeah, my next client just is booking a consult today or my next client is saying yes today. I just haven't met them yet. So the difference is just in front of you versus right here, right now. Careful that. So clients are coming can be the right thing to think as you're reminding yourself even more are coming. But sometimes clients are coming keeps them just out of your reach and I want you to just, nope, my clients are here. My next client is ready to say yes today. I am creating and meeting a new client today. And more clients are always coming. Okay, again, the litmus test that I want to invite you to do anytime you're making, excuse me, untangling, thinking about some of this stuff is do you feel powerful when you think it? Does it light you up energetically? Does it expand you? Does it feel like, oh yeah, the next version of me, mm -hmm, this is locked in? Or does it feel held to a past version of you? Or do you just feel rawr, frustrated, which is, you know, generally not an indicator that you are expanding into your next level self? Okay, I hope this is super helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for being here. Big Happy Money changes the world and it starts with you. Yes, you, boo. Are you already ready for more? Cool, cool. Get on my emailing list now for freebie trainings and to be first to hear when the next Big Happy Money Mastermind enrolls. Go to serenahicks.com to sign up RTF now. I love you. I mean it. Bye.